consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Start. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out all of our coverage from Carnival Breeze and Cruise News at cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll give a port review of all the ports we hit on our latest 12-night cruise aboard the brand-new Carnival Breeze. We also got a chance to sit down with Senior Cruise Director with Carnival Cruise Lines, John Heald, and he gave us his favorite to-dos in the ports. Nancy Schroeder from the Family Travel Network will be stopping by, as well as former cruise industry executive and travel writer Art Sabarski on things to do in Barcelona. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Doug. Hey, Matt. It was great to see you guys out in Europe. Always a lot of fun. Of course, now the biggest cruise news this week is that of the divorce of Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. <laughs> it's a travesty. Moving on to less important stuff, Norwegian Cruise Line reveals new dining and entertainment features on the upcoming Norwegian Breakaway. Yeah, uh, NCL announced uh, that they're going to bring in, uh, they're going to be the latest cruise line with a TV cook, and they're bringing in a Food Network uh, chef, Jeffrey uh, Zach Ryan, and uh, he's going to put a seafood uh, restaurant on board uh, Norwegian uh, Breakaway. And what about the entertainment? Entertainment-wise, uh, they announced they're going to have, uh, speaking of Tom Cruise, they're going to have uh, the, the Broadway show Rock of Ages, and then they're going to have a, uh, a dancing show, and of course the uh, Cirque uh, dinner show that was uh, so popular with a fantasy twist to it on board uh, Norwegian uh, Breakaway when she arrives. So Rock of Ages fails in the theaters, put it on a cruise ship, gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so, whatever. You know, who knows? It, it should be good. They've got some great songs. They may have some better actors and uh, some better singers. So they've got plenty of time to make it a, a stellar experience. Uh, speaking of the Norwegian Cruise Line, they rescued a mega yacht in the, the New England area? Well, uh, if you read the newspapers, that was uh, the story that was uh, purported. But uh, in reality, uh, it was a 26-foot sailboat with a broken rudder, and STL was the closest uh, ship uh, to the rescue. Uh, I guess they didn't have uh, Tito available at the time, so uh, they had an NC- Norwegian star came to the rescue. Uh, closer to home here, there's been a big debacle down south of us, Port Canaveral, really sticking it to the off-site parking people. What's up with that? Well, it's it's... You know, big government trying to squash uh, the little business guy. Uh, essentially, they, they charge, what, almost $18 per car per day to park in their lots. And just like in any airport, I mean, there are off, off-site operators, you know, providing parking for people that are willing to spend a little less money uh, but have to endure a little bit longer of a drive. And in this case, they wanted to up the price that they're charging these entry, these port entry fees, which are completely nonsense to begin with, and they're jumping it from 15 to 50 dollars, and wow. you've got you know, they, they really pissed off a lot of these operators, and you know some are claiming antitrust, tortious interference, you know this is this is our government, you know sticking you know sticking it to us, and it's unfortunate that these entities get into these you know types of practices. It's 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 unfortunate because the little guy's trying to make. Uh, a living providing a valuable service because, hey, look, how many of us want to spend $120 a week to park a car? Well, I was going to say, like, the prices down there just for a three-night cruise is like 60 bucks and a four-night 75 It's a lot of money tacking on. It's, you know, some people, you know, we've heard it all. We've heard that, you know, it's price gouging, and, uh, you know, they're, they're not happy about it. So there is a need for alternatives. And, and to sit and, you know, charge these guys $50, 
you know, every time they enter the port, it's, it's pretty outrageous. Now the cruise line getting rid of smoking in cabins. What cruise line is it in, and hasn't this pretty much become protocol industry-wide? Well, it, it hasn't been protocol because the, 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 the cruise lines handle the smoking policies uh, according to the feedback they get from their passengers. Silver Sea is the latest to uh, essentially ban uh, smoking in uh, certain parts of their uh, cruise ships, and they and the 350 other passengers on board their ships um, will, you know, which you know, a lot of them are Europeans, will you know, be able to smoke in certain areas while not being able to smoke in others. But you know, not every cruise line, you know, some allow smoking in the cabins, not on the balcony. Some allow smoking on the balcony, not in the cabins. Right. There's nothing um, you know, across the board. It uh, depends on the cruise lines and the, and the, and the passengers' uh, you know, feedback. All right, the former QE2 has been laid up in Dubai for the last couple of years, but it looks like she does have a future after all. What are the uh, plans for the QE2? Well, the uh, the former QE2 was uh, purchased uh, by uh, essentially you know uh, the government of Dubai uh, several years ago. The ship was, I believe, the purchase price of the ship was thirty five million dollars, and the entire project to bring uh, her to life as a floating hotel and the capital expenditures as far as refurbishment and the the building that she would be attached to the total price of the whole project is a hundred million dollars. Uh, a lot of people think that they purchased the ship for $35 million, uh, for $100 million, which was, is, is completely wrong. Uh, anyways, um, the, the talk of making the ship a floating hotel has been in the works since they purchased the ship back in, in 07. So the ship has been sitting there since 08. Uh, so it's been a few years now. And, you know, who knows? We've, we've seen these things before. The SS United States uh, up in Philadelphia has got uh, plans uh, you know, you know, to to be you know something someday to someone, uh, but you know who knows? We'll, we'll we'll believe it when we see it. But they talk about these throngs of QE2 inv- uh, evangelicalists uh, who want to see this ship uh, restored to her heyday. Hey guys, the ship's 40 years old. <laughs> it's in the middle of the desert, and you know I don't expect uh, throngs of people to 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 run out there. It's it's like the Miami Marlins. <laughs> um, it was it was quite busy the first uh, few days of the opening of the brand new stadium, uh, but you know give it uh, a year before the euphoria uh, uh, wears off and we'll be back uh, back to normal. So we read this week that um, Finn Kintieri Shipyard is contracted to build the big steel boxes for Costa Concordia that's going to be used to raise the ship up over there off of Julio. Um, what's the latest on the um, salvage efforts? Well, th- that is Doug. That is the latest that uh, they've now contracted Finn Kintieri to build these. The, the, the staging boxes to help uh, tilt the ship uh, upright so they can begin the refloating process and get the ship out. Where they're going to tow it, uh, there's still, the word still has it at, uh, that Livorno, Italy, would like to have a uh, crack at uh, scrapping the ship. So, uh, you know, the, the latest is they, they, they've now contracted who's going to build those, those boxes so they can start uh, uh, to you know, get, you know, get that process underway. But you know, we're still a, a long way away from you know the first uh, touching of the ship. We always love getting your questions. This one from our page at Facebook.com/slash/CruiseRadio. Tiffany in Georgia asks, "How young is too young for a Disney cruise? Our little girl will be two, and we're thinking about taking her on her first Disney cruise next year." Well, she may be considered uh, a little old uh, to go on a Disney cruise at uh, the ripe old age of two. Uh, considering uh, Disney now has uh, accepts with their in their nursery, you could take uh, kids as young as six months old on board their ships. Wow! And uh, you know, having two kids of my own, uh, you know, they they were on as early as eight months old, 
and it's there's never too young and there's never too old to go on a Disney cruise. Uh, you know, if you're a Disney fan, you're going to have a fabulous time, and they've got the the programs, the facilities, the dining and activities uh, for people of all ages. God bless you, and happy Fourth of July, my friend. Yes, happy birthday, America. is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're cruising for Barcelona this summer and have an extra evening before or after your cruise, book a table at El Tablao de Carmen for a bit of flamenco flair. Located in the Poble Español, an architectural exhibition modeled after an old Spanish village, El Tablao de Carmen is dedicated to reproducing Spanish history. Every Tuesday through Sunday, you can catch a live flamenco show complete with star performers as well as rising talents who perform the best of Spanish music, song, and dance. During the show, you'll enjoy flavorful tapas or a four-course prefix dinner. This show is very popular among travelers, so book your reservations early at tabladecarmen.com. That's T-A-B-L-A-O-D-E-C-A-R-M-E-N.com. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? Matt with Cruise Radio inside the Red Frog Pub aboard the brand spanking new Carnival Breeze with travel writer Art Sabarski. Hey, Matt. How you doing? You have some good information about Barcelona, I understand. I love Barcelona. It, yeah. it's, it's absolutely my favorite non-Italian city in Europe. I just love it. It's got everything. It's got beaches. It's got history. It's got architecture galore, all the Gaudi stuff that you hear about. The market in town, the Boqueria Market off La Ramblas, is just great. It's an eminently walkable city. Uh, the port is huge now compared to what it was in 1992 when the Olympics were here. 92? Yeah, 92. But it's, it's just a great city. The food is terrific. But the key to it is to get out and do two things. Take the hop-on, hop-off sightseeing bus, which I think is about 20 bucks for a day, and you just get on and off wherever you want. There are two lines, the red line and the green line. Or just walk, 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 and get off La Ramos. Once you do La Ramos once, that's it. You don't have to do it again. 
Well, I was going to ask you, Art, like you're taking the red eye over here and you land about 9 o'clock, 9.30, you drop your bags off on the ship and the ship is leave to like 5 o'clock or so. What do you recommend for those passengers who are, you know, dropping their bags off around noon and have about five, four or five hours in Barcelona? Good question. I would take the, uh, I take a taxi uh, into town. I take it to the uh, Columbus statue, which is right at the heart of La Rambla, it's right where it begins. Uh, from there, you walk to the World Trade Center, pick up one of the sightseeing buses, either the green line or the red line there. The sightseeing bus, a continuous loop, is about two, two and a half hours. Get off there, go to lunch at one of the tapas places, either along Rambas or my personal favorite is over in uh, Barceloneta, which is about a 15-minute walk. What's uh, that one called again? It's called Barceloneta. Is a part of town. It's about a 15-minute walk along the waterfront. Very easy walk. And everybody knows this place. The, lo the locals know this place. The tourists do not. It's called Avasa de Oro. And it's a great place for tapas. And then you can walk back from there. It's easy to absorb six hours in Barcelona without taking a deep breath. Um, I, when we get off tomorrow, I'm heading to Lavaso de Oro, obviously. Do you recommend uh, cruisers come in earlier, stay a day late? I would. I, I think it's a great place to, to go in a couple of days early, get your uh, time zone change underway, eat some great food all along the way, see some amazing history, especially the architecture, and chill out for a couple of days, then get on the ship. I would go in to Barcelona before the cruise as opposed to after the cruise. After the cruise when you're all relaxed and all that and then you're ready to go home, you won't enjoy Barcelona as much as you do it before. So right. if you have a round trip Barcelona cruise, go beforehand. In terms of English, how good is the English in Barcelona? Is it, um, should you have a translator or a pocket guide with you if you do not know anything but English? It's always good to have a pocket guide no matter where you go um, in uh, anywhere in Europe uh, if you're not comfortable with the language. And you can print one out on any one of a number of websites that has a, an easy translator for the, you know, the 200 most important words. Sure. Mostly everybody in the areas that cater to tourists going to speak English. Flawlessly, no. Well enough to get along, absolutely, not a problem. The cab drivers, which are cheap and all over the place, uh, and they will drive you crazy because they drive like nuts. Right. Um, all of them speak some degree of English, although they might make believe that they don't. Best thing to do with a cab driver, if you know the address of where you're going as opposed to the name, write out the name on a piece of paper and give it to the driver and let him take you to a specific address as opposed to trying to do it orally. Because with accents and all that, he may not understand the American use of either English or uh, Spanish, for example. Um, and also in Barcelona, you're dealing with Castilian, uh, which is a dialect. You're not dealing with pure Spanish sure. the way you may in New York or uh, Miami, for example. It's always so good to see Art Sabarski, travel writer. Uh, we always love running, in, running into you wherever we are. Thank you. Thanks Matt. for being with us. So I've got to say, Nancy, I've taped in some pretty cool places before, but I mean, how awesome is this? This is pretty cool. This is really absolutely gorgeous. We're in Terramina at the beach and just, you know, watching the sea and the people playing outside and Mount Etna from the other side. It's just amazing. That is Nancy Schroeder from the Family Travel Network. And Nancy, if your cruise ship is calling into Messina, Italy, what are some good um, shore excursions to do from the port of Messina? 
There's some really great ones. Obviously, Mount Etna is here, and you know, from a family angle or anybody who's into volcanoes, this is a biggie. So you can head up to Mount Etna and see some of the huge craters that are up there. The kids in the kids' camp have been playing with, you know, make your own volcano the whole time. You can go out up to Mount Etna and see it. Today it's smoking with snow on top. It's really majestic and awesome. So then you can come down here from Mount Etna and head over to the, the little town of Terramina, which has this gorgeous Greek amphitheater there that you can tour beautiful shops and lovely little restaurants. We sat out on the uh, patio and, and watched the sea from while we were eating pizza and cannoli. It was just great. You can also take a wonderful Godfather tour. And we found a cool little uh, hidden place down here. Well, kind of hidden. There's a lot of people here, but we took the funicular from uh, up at Terramina down to the beach and uh, kind of paint that picture for us. Well, we're up in Terramina and it's this beautiful, cool little town and you walk around a corner and there's this huge funicular, think sort of a ski resort gondola type of thing where they take four of them down every 15 minutes and you sit there and you come straight down this hill with these majestic views on either side of beaches and the sea and straight up to Casamola. You come down, walk down to the beach and here we are at this semicircular private cove uh, with rocks on either side and we're sitting at a little cafe having beers and granita and it's just great. It was about an hour ride from the cruise ship port to Terramina and Mount Etna. And Mount Etna is, is still considered an active volcano, right? That's correct. Uh, it's, you know, smoking right now. It had, it's had a lot of activity over the past uh, couple months. So it's definitely very active. Nancy Strider, always a pleasure from the Family Travel Network. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio. Thanks so much, Doug. Great to be here. Doug, you had a chance to check out one of the Viator tours, didn't you, in Dubrovnik? I did. I booked a shore excursion through Viator, which is a third-party kind of shore excursion company. And I did a five-hour tour there in a private, like, Mercedes car. It was pretty cool. We interviewed them not too long ago. Yeah, we did. And they guarantee that you will not miss the ship. Yeah, if in fact, if their excursion causes you to miss a ship, they'll get you to the next port of call on them. So after taking the excursion, what, what tips do you have for getting the best rate? Yeah, you'll want to book early, but you could also book tours. Like people on the ship are booking tours a night before we got to like Venice and Dubrovnik as well. So you can book anytime you want, but on their website, a cool feature, you could actually sign up for their newsletter and they are all the time mailing out promotional codes for different excursions. Their site is shoreexcursions.viator.com. So certainly, you know, this gentleman's voice from the uh, cruise ship PA apologizing profusely and frequently for interrupting our pleasure, whether it's... Uh... Have you been having pleasure? <laughs> you know you're not allowed to do that. You're press. We're so sorry. Uh, a passenger is late or a crew member spilled coffee on another crew member. That's the best South African accent I've ever South heard. What was that? I have no what idea. Was that? that was Dick Van Dyke from whatever that movie was. Really bad. Yeah, really bad. Senior Cruise Director for Carnival Cruise Lines, Mr. John Heald. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, my friend. It's an honor to be back. It's like coming home. Yeah, well, normally, you know, we talk to you about the ship, which usually for us is a brand new ship, but thought we'd uh, mix things up and have you talk about the ports, because every time we roll into a port, you always have something uh, fun and interesting and, and helpful to say about each port. So we'll start off with uh, Barcelona, Spain, of course. Yeah, you know, um, one of the reasons I love uh, sailing in Europe are the ports. You know, it's close to home for me, and, and I'm a... 
sort of a European, even though being British, we pretend we're not European. Uh, Barcelona is a, a great home port for us. The facilities are fantastic. Uh, we've done a lot of work with our sister company, Costa. Um, we have a beautiful terminal there. A lot of people fly in to do the pre-cruise packages uh, with um, Gaudi, of course, and the Sagrada de la Familia, the cathedral there taking centre stage. And the crew love it as well. It's a great home port for the crew. They have a couple of hours in between embarkation, debarkation, and uh, they get off and they go for tapas and there's grocery stores and all the things that the crew members do. So Barcelona gives us a fantastic start to the cruise. Very good. And next is Marseille, France. Yeah, you see, you're asking the wrong person here because, you know, me and France, you know, we're not exactly best friends. But uh, Marseille is um, a wonderful port, the home of the Count of Monte Cristo. And uh, the reason we go to Marseille, apart from the town itself, which is very accessible, Provence. Provence is, uh, you know, an interesting fact. Out of all the countries in Europe, French people take less vacation outside of their own country than any other country in Europe. And that's because they do have such beautiful places. And Provence is where many... Many of our guests go and they truly love the countryside and the the lavender hills and, uh, yeah, beautiful place. And despite the stereotypes, the French really do love the Americans, don't they? No, they hate you. (laughs) Just as we thought. Livorno, Italy is our next port. Yeah, Livorno is the gateway to probably four of the most beautiful places uh, in Italy. Uh, We have Florence uh, with the Diomo Cathedral, the museums Uffizi and Academia, Michelangelo's Statue of David. We have Tuscany. Our guests love the chance to... Uh, enjoy under the Tuscan sun we have Pisa uh, one of the seven wonders of the world with a leaning tower and one of the unsung uh, heroes of the era Cinque Terre the five villages with those beautiful little uh, villages the home of pesto and lots of other pure Italian things one of my favorite ports next port of call in Italy Civitavecchia you said it brilliantly did I you did yeah yeah that one Civitavecchia yeah Civitavecchia well of course Rome it's probably on the top of everybody's bucket list uh 2011, the most visited tourist attraction in the world. Um, and we're about an hour away from uh, the Rome uh, Center, and we provide uh, incredible excursions both inside the Vatican. Colosseum, St. Peter's, plus we allow people, uh, we have transportation for those who want to do it just on their own. It's an exhausting day, and and to see everything in Rome in one day is now impossible. But, uh, you know, you have to say you've been to the Vatican. You have to walk the Vatican Museum to see the Colosseum. These are are places that uh, make Rome probably one of the most fascinating cities in the world. Do you know of any uh, place in Rome, for example, uh, that uh, is off the beaten path, not the typical things like the Colosseum, Vatican and all that? Are there any little hidden treasures that you can suggest? Well, there's a, are there any uh, off the beaten track? Yes, there are. There's actually a city built under the city. It's called Hidden Rome, and uh, it's a lot of the catacombs. And um, you can actually walk for nearly a mile underground with the city where the lepers used to live and huh. where the slaves used to hide. And and uh, it's a fascinating thing. For me, my favourite area of Rome, though, is the new uh, the new area they've just dis- they discovered two years ago at the Colosseum. It's uh, where the gladiators would actually sleep and train. It is like walking back in time. That's cool. Uh, next stop, Salerno. Salerno is uh, our uh, port for, uh, again, beauty and, and passion with Sorrento, Capri. And going to Salerno and not uh, going to Pompeii would be like going to Egypt and not seeing the pyramids. Pompeii, uh, a village which is frozen in time, so are the people. 79 AD, Vesuvius killing all 22,000 with lava and ash. Pompeii is something that everybody must see. 
Next port, my absolute favorite. I fell in love with it last year. Dubrovnik, Croatia. I think that's the uh, that's the uh, the hidden secret. I think that's the place that people are most surprised with. Um, it's the Mediterranean as it used to be. It has the most unspoiled coastline anywhere in Europe. It has the best seafood. That old town with the ramparts built in the 15th century, and the current history, of course, the 90s with the Balkans War that people have gone through uh, to where they are now, welcoming back uh, the people. And we also have probably the most beautiful women in the world I was just as well. Going to say the hottest the uh, croatians have uh, the some of the best food chibapchichi uh you've got to try chibapchichi i'm not saying any more about that you can't tell us what it is uh sausage all right venice italy of course a no-brainer yeah you know i think uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of moments that people remember uh, their cruise on the carnival breeze but sailing into venice probably the most incomparable yeah it's uh a fascinating place. It's not easy to get around. A lot of walking, but my goodness, the reward is seeing the canals and seeing the, the beautiful, beautiful Doge's Palace and sitting in St. Mark's Square. It's it's on a, everybody's bucket list. Very good. From there, we move on to Messina, Italy. Yes, this is the home of the cannoli. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. I can do my Sicilian. Yeah. Um, it's a, a fantastic place. Little villages cascading down the hillside, the home of the Godfather, and Taramina. Ladies and gentlemen, Taramina, just like Dubrovnik, will be a place you go, wow, I've never heard of it, but that is simply stunning. Taramina. And our last port before we head back to Barcelona is Palma de Mallorca. Palma de Mallorca, uh, one of the most happening places in Europe. A lot of the British, German, Dutch people will go there on vacation, on holiday. Um, the old town is gorgeous. It's another Gaudi cathedral, which, uh, which has the uh, striking point. But there are also beautiful beaches, and this is a chance for guests to actually swim in the Mediterranean. And the beaches are topless, so you will see lots of topless people leaving nipple drag marks in the sand. And that's just the men. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have a cruise radio app. Take it with you wherever you go. You know you want it and need it and love it. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. And hey... You've had a lot of new videos, I just noticed, on the app. Yeah, I have. In fact, thank you to everyone who's downloaded it. We've had a ton of downloads over the past couple weeks, so uh, thanks for checking that out. Also, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cruise radio. And if you're on our site, stay updated on our daily cruise news, cruiseradio.net. Just put your email in the top box in the right-hand corner. And if you don't have the app yet and just want to check out the videos immediately, you can find our YouTube channel with all those videos posted. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.